demanding as a covenant right David W. Palmer. Even before we start today, let's clarify that this title has nothing to do with making demands of God. He is Lord and King. He can command us if he wants to, but we do not command him. Now, let's unpack what Jesus meant when he said, John 14 13 14 NKJV, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Initially, this looks like a wonderful prayer promise that says we can ask Jesus for whatever, and he will do it. But, before we draw any conclusions about what Jesus said here, we have to consider that at the same supper he also said, John 16 23 NKJV, and in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name he will give you. Praying to the Father in Jesus' name is very clear here in what the Lord said, and it fits with the other prayer promises he gave. But he also said that in that day we will ask him nothing that makes it sound like we don't pray asking him for things. So what did he mean when he said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, let's investigate. To begin to understand a passage of scripture like this, we need to look at the meaning of the original words Jesus used, the context in which the passage is placed, how it blends with the other things Jesus said in the Apostles' doctrine. In other words, what the Holy Spirit says in the rest of the New Testament, the word, ask, that Jesus used in this promise has several shades of meaning, to ask, request, demand, desire mounts. Interestingly, Strong's Dictionary of NT Greek Words contrasts it with the word that simply means, to ask and inquire. It explains that the word we are looking at is strictly a demand of something due. From this quick study, we see that the word Jesus used for, ask, in our opening passage can mean a demand, of something due, a right, a payment, or a privilege, etc. This doesn't sound at all like a humble request of the Father in prayer. So, what does it mean? Let's next look at the context. In John 14, just prior to making this covenant promise, Jesus said, John 14 12 NKJV, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. When we read, Ask anything in my name, I will do it, Jesus added it in connection with, and as further explanation of, the promise that those who believe in him will do the works that he did and greater. So, this is about miracles, dealing with demons, healing, storm stilling, and multiplication, etc. Then, as we compare what Jesus said here to other passages, we simply don't find any examples of Jesus commanding his father or demanding anything of him. Instead, we read that he only did what he saw with his father, obeyed his commands, and prayed, Not my will but yours be done. See, John 5 19 20, 10 18, 12 49, Luke 22 42. But in other passages, we do read that Jesus told us to make commands and demands in his name. Mark 16 17 NKJV, and these signs will follow those who believe, in my name they will cast out demons. Mark 9 39 NKJV, but Jesus said, Do not forbid him, for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. What does Jesus mean when he says, in my name? He means that we are to operate as his delegates that he sends with his message. Remember, our Lord said, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. John 20 21 NKJV, he sent us under the same type of delegation. If Jesus did only what he saw with his Father, said, 
and did only as his father commanded him. That's how we should understand our delegation from Jesus. This is how we get to do the works he did. In this context, we can see that Jesus is offered to do what we ask, demand, or require in his name is not talking about us asking him to do it for us. Quite to the contrary, it is about us doing in his name what he is sending and telling us to do and say, our Lord is telling us that when we do this, he will back up his instructions and words with the infinite power of the Holy Spirit and angelic hosts, which he directs from his exalted position at God's right hand. So in effect, what we see Jesus doing in the Gospels, and what we see the Apostles doing in Acts, etc., we can do in his name, as the need arises, and as his living word and spirit direct us, which is probably quite often, for example, he commanded peace be still to the storm, and it obeyed him. This you can demand in his name as he instructs you, in either a quickened word from the scripture or by his spirit. Jesus commanded, Lazarus, come forth, little girl, arise, young man, I say to you, arise. He gave these commands to dead people and they obeyed. If he is telling you to say something similar, you can make commands like this in his name, and you will get the same results. The Lord told demons, keep quiet and come out. The demons instantly obeyed. When you hear commands like this in your spirit and then speak them forthrightly to demons, they will obey him through you too, as you speak in his name. This fits exactly with what God said in the Old Testament. Jeremiah 1:12 ESV I am watching over my word to perform it. Today, I encourage you to step out in courage, faith, and boldness. As you hear his quickened words, commands, demands, or insistent edicts, speak them forth in his name forthrightly. Expect results. Expect the omnipotent power of heaven and its army to enforce what their Lord says through you. Then confess that it is done, and don't change what you say. He is watching over the word he sent to earth through you to bring it to pass. Hebrews 4.14 NKJV Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession.